views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super, super happy new year. Welcome, everybody. What an amazing, amazing year. You know, every year um, we get to sit and talk about what we would like for our theme to be, Uh, what we'd like our theme to be for the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio, and now TransformationRadio.fm. And, you know, I just uh, finished a call this morning with the team and we were talking about, you know, if we had one or two words that we could pick, what would they sound like? What would they look like? And it was fascinating how all of us agreed. And I'm going to share that with you as I talk with my very special guest today, Dr. Mark Mancola, in a minute. But first, a big shout out to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. B. What up, Dr. P? Hey, how are you? Uh, good. You have a good holiday. Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. I had a great holiday. We're back in the old grind again. It's been a busy <laughs> Monday, that is for sure. Well, you know, here's what's kind of cool about all of this. Mm-hmm. We got a great show to, to really kick this off. Good. You know, I don't know about you, but I I will tell you that I was I was sitting there and I was reading, you know, this book. I was away for the weekend with a group of friends and I had Dr. Mark's book, The Whole Health Diet, a transformational approach to weight loss. And I was sitting here and I was getting ready to, you know, talk about the show. And there was one thing that I pulled, well, I pulled many things out of it. What one especially that I can't wait to talk with him about, because once we get these books, right, we think and anytime somebody's looking at a transformational approach to weight loss, you know, there are so many things that goes, go through our minds, But one of the things, he nails it in his book. He says it, and I'm telling you, I didn't have to read but to page 28, 29 to pick this up. He nails it. It's the thing that most of us that have ever had this battle that's going on with weight, most of us are most, most just absolutely do not want to hear about. We don't want to read about it, and we don't want to know about it. That's why Dr. Mark McCola is amazing for what he does. Legendary natural healthcare practitioner, transformed the lives of thousands of people over 30 years. Now, I love that I get to say this about him, Benny. I love that I get to say this about Dr. Mark. It's that when we get to say natural healthcare practitioner, in the world we live in today, unlike Benny, it was 13 years ago when myself and even longer than that for, for uh, or Robin, uh, uh, you know, Brendan and, and Rob in doing their show. If you said natural health, people listening to this show and certainly not our listeners, but just people would say, uh oh, they are weird. 
they're weird. There they go, those mavericks, those people. But here's what we know. We have learned so much, and Dr. Mark is going to talk about this today, about ancient Chinese energy techniques that this weekend with a group of 30 people, one of our friends led our group early morning uh, and taught us Tai Chi. And I never thought in a million years I would see my best friend Linda standing next to me and we are learning Tai Chi. Really? Oh, my gosh. Energy, energy, energy. But today, what is it about the work that Dr. Mark McCullough has discovered? What is it about whole health that we can now say the word, the whole health diet, and understand that it's way more than about the food we put in our body. Dr. Mark, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Dr. Pat, what a great way for me to start off my year. Couldn't think of a better way. Oh, my gosh. Can I just do this? And now I told you I read the book. But here, here is, uh, I want to tell you, I read these two pages uh, several times. And I, I want to say it's pages 28, 29, and it goes on from there. 29, you got to read the entire thing. And here's what you ask. And I'm telling you, you must have been reading my email on this. He <laughs> says, everybody, you ready for this, Benny? You too. He says, Dr. Mark McCullough says, listen closely to what I'm, I'm about to say. The first step in overcoming your chronic overweight and obesity problem is to stop being afraid of the truth. It's time you got to the heart of the matter. OMG, Dr. Mincola, I'm telling you, you could have said a million things in this book and you decide to talk about fear. So welcome to the show, and I got to ask you, tell us or tell me about fear. You could have chosen anything to kick this book off, but you got to the heart of the matter and talk about fear. Tell me what this is really about. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I think, you know, we're talking really about this idea that we're emotional beings, we're physical beings, we're spiritual beings, we're highly evolved creatures very detailed in our depth and our need. And you're spending now, America, $40 billion a year on weight loss at the tune of 50 million Americans every year, 95% of which fails within the first year because we're not being addressed at a heart level, at a soul level. I think we're afraid of ourselves. We're afraid of truth. We're afraid to be addressed within our own mind at a deeper level. Mm. I have to tell you, I wish, okay, I wish, I wish somehow you'd have gotten this book on Oprah's desk here recently. Now, why do I say that? I'm not picking on Oprah, no. But if you watch, anybody watching the commercials, you know, I think it's wonderful that we have venues out there that some people can relate to and get plugged into. Of course, you know, what I'm referring to is her campaign with Weight Watchers and but I'll tell you, her message, if you saw it on TV, was gut-wrenching because she talked about her own pain and the battle. Here's what well, I want to ask that's, you. That's yeah. exactly what we're afraid of. I think we have yeah. such a world of deep, hidden hurt within ourselves and such incredible pain. Mm. The concept of trying to contend with that is just overwhelming for most people. Mm. But I contend that we have, if you go further deep within yourself, we have a soul, we have very deep, deep spiritual possibilities were very grounded in a very deeper place, not in that 
kind of not in the emotional place, perhaps, but at a soulful place. I see if you go to the deeper levels, you can contend with virtually anything. Mm. I, I'm going to say this. I hope I, 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 ha- I got all teary-eyed. I'm telling you, Dr. Mark, I'm hoping I can read this. Uh, I, I'm hoping I can get this out. And I, and I have to read it because my sister died on a hospital floor at 450 pounds. And boy, I'll tell you, if, if she had you in her back pocket, I know she'd still be here today. I know it. But here's what you say. Emotional pain rooted in fear Shame and apathy becomes embedded in the psyche, resulting in chronic depression, anxiety, and disassociation. The heavy burden imposed by these powerful negative emotional frequencies alters biochemistry to program the nervous system for addiction. The end result of this programming is lower levels of feel-good. And I can go on, but I would like our listeners to get your book and read it all. I want to ask you, what was it about your journey, Dr. Mark, that helped you discover the heart of the matter as this? What did you discover, and how did you discover it, if you don't mind? Well, Dr. Pat, I basically have seen 60,000 appointments over the past 33 years. So many terminally ill patients have come to me over the years. And when your heart felt, and you're putting your your own heart on the table as a practitioner, and you're looking across that desk, and you see so many different broken hearts, so many people who have been confronted with terminal illness and, and just horrible suffering and pain and a deep emo- at a deep emotional level. You're just going to, in my case anyway, devote yourself to being straight ahead, straight to the heart, right to the soul, and being as real about the process of healing as you possibly can be. These people are being lied to by, by a diet industry that's a pop industry that wants nothing more than to make a quick dollar. And they need healing. They don't just need weight loss. So I've taken a lot of the same principles and concepts and approaches to healing, and I've applied them to weight loss from the heart, from the soul, from the truth. You know, Dr. Mark, I want to ask you this question. I mean, you know, I, I, I really I was joking a little bit, but not really. I mean, the fact that myself and my best friend since 1973 was standing next to me, someone I will tell you I never thought in a million years that would be standing next to me doing Tai Chi. And I'll tell you, out of everybody that was in this class, uh, the, the person that was instructing looked at my friend, Linda, and said, oh, my gosh, there's something amazing about your energy. So here's my question. If it's all energy, please share with us what you've discovered about how energy factors in to natural health and how to, how to end the battle against obesity. Energy is the difference between life and death, between sickness and prosperity. Energy is, is the manifestation of that, that, that imbuement, that, that, that field of energy within ourselves. It makes a difference in life, and that makes a difference in, in our life experiences and our relationships. Happiness, buoyancy, joy, the spirit of our lives can, can, can emanate from our soul, from our spirit, in such a powerful way that we can actually feel ourselves healing from that process. Hey, you know, if you haven't seen a friend or a loved one in years, and imagine you've been kind of down and down and depressed. Suddenly you're, you're there at the airport picking up somebody that you love very dearly that you've not seen in a long, long time. That's just going to make a huge difference in terms of your energy field. You get, you can feel yourself ebulating. You can feel yourself rising up. You maybe forget your aches and pains for a little while. I think that's kind of representative of that part of us that the Chinese were tapped into thousands of years ago. 
there are ways to take that energy and basically fan the flames of it and to enhance it and to eat in ways and live in ways and practice uh, Tai Chi exercises, etc., to enhance those energies, to make sure that they're part of our day-to-day lives, part of our weight loss experience, part of our healing experience. Uh, I have to tell everybody, we've got a couple of copies of the book to give away here. Dr. Mark Mikola joining me here today, and I want to tell everybody, when we come back, we're going to take, this is what I love, we get to go on a journey. We get to go on a journey from apathy to appreciation to amazing. That's what today's show is about. That's what this book is about, The Whole Health Diet, A Transformational Approach to Weight Loss. I love it. Dr. Mark McCullough joining me here today, of course, a winning, uh, award-winning author of Whole Health. But more than that, how can we get some deep insights into why we are overeating and what is it about our lives that get us from that place? What does Dr. Mark learn about how to help us rise up from apathy, move on to appreciation, Learn what this is about and step into amazing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Who wants to be right as the rain is better when something is wrong? You get excitement in your bones and Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. The 24th Annual WOW Conference, United We Change the World, is February 11th through the 15th. Featured guests are Dr. Christine Page on Creative Dragon Energy. Dr. Susan Shumsky will show you how to awaken your third eye. And Mira Kelly will present a two-day intensive workshop on Beyond Past Lives. Join WOW for intimate, experiential, life-changing workshops and evening presentations that will inspire you. You can choose two half-day workshops and receive one half-day workshop for free through December 31st. Join a supportive community of women on their journey to discover and develop their passions and purpose in life. Women of Wisdom is the place to be. This February 11th through the 15th, go to thewowconference.org. That's the W-O-W-conference.org to discover all the diverse offerings WOW has to offer you. A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. 
Awaken to your radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people in living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your soul purpose advocate. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life-affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's really great to have all of you tuning us in, turning us on. And as usual on the show, I want to make it really clear to everybody out there that whenever we do a show, those phone lines are always open for you all to call in. You can certainly call at 1-800-930-2819. But if you go to the Dr. Pat Show or TransformationTalkRadio.com, on the right-hand side, you can ask your question, and those questions come right directly to me. I will get them on air. Dr. Mark Mancola joining me here today on the show. Now, before we go ahead you know, and talk about this fabulous book, and by the way, we got a couple copies to give away, The Whole Health Diet, A Transformational Approach to Weight Loss. Approach to weight loss. We're going to talk about a number of different things, including, okay, you know, what, sh- what do you need to know about food? Before we do that, Dr. Mark, what is the best way for folks, first of all, to get their own copy of the book? And then how can they find out more about you? Which is, which is the best website to send folks? Well, Dr. Pat, they can go to Amazon.com and purchase a copy of the whole, whole health site, or they can actually contact our website. One word, maxhealing.com, M-A-X, maxhealing.com. My, I have to tell everybody, there's a lot of information out there for those of you. And I want to make sure that you can take a look and figure out, well, wait a minute, what do I need to know to be the best that I can possibly be? How can I do it? Um, you know, Dr. Mark, here's the thing. You talk about apathy in the book. You really do. And then you take us on a journey about Everything from the chemistry of what calorie burning energy is about to, again, look at how we can transform completely, not just in what we put in, in our bodies, but how we go about it. My question, I guess, is thousands of people you worked with, what are the top three things that you think today our listeners should be most aware of? Number one, we would be that. The human mind is infinitely capable of changing and producing virtually any result you wish. And I think people need to know that they have the mind empowerment access, the ability to think positive thoughts consistently, to kind of reformat the way their their thoughts take place in a positive, very uplifting way, and to make a difference in their lives through that process of reformatting their thought processes. Number two, 
calories. They're not just the key here. And weight loss is not just about the mathematics of keeping your calorie count down. Foods have the ability to format change in chemistry. So if we take foods that are very starchy, like potatoes, rice, bread, cereal, as opposed to proteins like chicken, turkey, fish, and beans, and green vegetables as opposed to starchy vegetables like potatoes and sweet potatoes, we can actually change the way our chemistry burns calories. So I always tell people it comes down to the two hormones, insulin and glucagon. If we eat a lot of protein, eat a lot of lean green vegetables, a lot of low-sugar fruits, you're going to produce glucagon. Glucagon actually programs our body to burn calories. It creates more of an anabolic system. Whereas if you eat more starch, more sugar, cereals, breads, and pastas, and potatoes, you tend to produce more insulin. Insulin programs our body to store fat. So it's a programming prospect. Finally, the last thing I'd say is consistency. I think consistency comes from that change in our attitude, from shifting a gear from our negative to our positive, to getting those results and then kind of sort of designating those results as, yeah. Something we want to consistently ingrain ourselves with. We want to we want to continue to to, to produce those positive results. I have to tell you, there's something, and I can't remember exactly where I read it, but I wanted to ask you this question. You know, someone asked me, Dr. Mark, we are getting ready to put a crowdfunding campaign to uh, to finish our, our new uh, technology and our new network uh, faster. Our listeners want us to get it done faster. But somebody came back and said to me, they said, well, why is this important? What is the importance of positive network and positive messages? And I was reading your book. And I read something about, you know, healing apathy with our words. What have you discovered about our words, our thoughts, and the messaging that we are absorbing? How does this help us with the whole health diet? Well, you know, I spent a lot of time really studying and reading and looking at the work, the research work of Dr. Richard Davidson, who was initially from the University of Wisconsin did some remarkable research over the years about the power of the mind. And he studied extensively the process called neuroplasticity, how you can literally just use words, you know, positive words versus negative words more consistently. And they don't even have to have any context, just literally the positive programming of words that are very uplifting make a difference in the neurogenesis of the brain. So the brain basically develops a new chemistry every day. And it bases its chemistry largely off the words that we speak. So our, our brain is taking direction from the quality of the words, quality of our self-talk. So when we think we don't have the power to make a difference, better think again because the great research work of Dr. Richard Davidson and people like Dr. Davidson, Dr. Michael Mazenich, University of California, similar findings. Our words produce a reality. They produce great transformative shift and change. You know, Dr. Mark, I got to ask you this question, uh, and, and I know you must get this, and I must get this a lot. It, here, somebody said to me, "Pat, do you ever have a bad day?" <laughs> and and here's what I want everybody to know: OMG, I'm so human. I really am. But I don't have bad days anymore. I have bad moments, and sometimes I have bad hours. But I don't even like to say the word bad. Because there's something about that that doesn't represent how grateful I am for my life. Let's you and I talk about 
the, that life does happen, Dr. Mark. You're not saying that we're not really wanting people to go through life. I don't think that's what you're saying, and I know you're not saying it in book, in the book. But aren't you talking about how we do that and what the and, and the way that we do that activates one form of chemistry or another? Is that correct? Do I have that? You got it right on the money. There's no question about that. That we we have, we can have challenging. We do. We have challenging experiences. We have difficulties to contend with, problems to solve, fires to be put out. That's a normal part of life. It's not whether we're dealing with stress or not. It's how we contend with it. It's the manner in which we contend with it. We've we've shown in research repeatedly that it's the frame of mind. It's the it's the self-talk. It's the manner in which you experience these 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 unfoldments in our lives. So to, to, to be changing a tire on the Southeast Expressway in Boston on a rainy night when you're wearing a tuxedo is not a lot of fun, but you can actually continue to maintain a sense of positive self-talk. It's the manner in which you go through the experiences. It's not the experiences themselves. It's how you process them, the positivity that you to string through the, the experience that makes the difference. And, you know, you talk about this in the book quite a bit. I love the book, by the way. You know, I, you know, there's so much in here that I love the way that you've, com- you know, taken information, taken statistics, but taken real live experience. Here's what I want to ask you. Inflammation. It is one of the most used words, I think, in the medical profession right now. And it's become this bucket, right? It, it, oh, wait, you're sick. Wait a minute. Inflammation. Boom. Through the chart. Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> what Inflammation. It, you know, is it real or is it like a Memorex thing? What is the inflammation buzz? Well, 20 years ago, we thought it was a tennis elbow. So we've gone beyond <laughs> that. It's, it's, actually about, it's, it's actually about a group of hormones called eicosanoids. And they're actually messenger cells that actually set the body up for different levels of performance. And there's no question about the fact that we have recently identified the fact that 72% of all disease is inflammatorily based, 72%, including heart disease and cancer. So we've gone far beyond that limitation of understanding inflammation of the tennis elbow or an achy joint. So I think that the key here is there's a direct connection between the foods we eat, the fatty acids that they produce, and the eicosanoid messenger hormones that they, that they result with. So... If I eat a lot of peanut butter, if I eat a lot of red meat, if I eat a lot of dairy products, I'm producing a lot of arachidonic fatty acid. That is the fatty acid that produces the inflammatory hormones and increases the expression of my genetic possibilities for disaster. So everybody's born with a genetic map. And in that genetic map, there's a series of constellational prop, prop, probabilities and possibilities for disease. You know, all, all our diseases are on those kind of those constellational maps that we're born with called the genome. So on your genome map, the day you're born, there's all kinds of possibilities for disease X, Y, and Z. But they can't trigger themselves. They require triggering. The inflammatory chemistry is actually one of the major triggering agents, which is why it's responsible for 72% of the expression of all genetic disease. So it's a big issue. There's no doubt about it. I love that. I, you know, and this is a conversation, though, that many people think, wait a minute, that's a diagnosis. I'm really quite helpless around overturning that. We're going to take a short break and we come back. Are you ready? Are you ready to get rid of the word helpless? Not only from your vocabulary, from your consciousness. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, the famous words in dieting, metabolism. 
resetting metabolism. Stay tuned. You're going to hear some things from my very special guest today, Dr. Mark Mancola. And when we come back, we get a copy of the book to give away. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Radio. Find Your Shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basili as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Are you ever consumed with the idea that something needs to change? You hear Oprah and other inspiring people talk about living your authentic life. And yet it's much easier said than done. Duda, the kick-ass muse, has crafted a world-renowned coaching platform that will help you get clarity on the issues you face, take bold risks, get back your confidence, and brave your fears. To learn more and work with Duda today, visit kickassmuse.com. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention? perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. What are vibes? We often use this word, but did you know vibes can actually be useful and help solve our everyday challenges? Embark on an exciting learning journey with Caitlin Keat, 11-time Visionary Award winner, specialist in vibrational energy, and the creator of Vibes Up. 
Join Caitlin as she takes you through the world of vibrational therapy and energy healing with natural solutions for a modern world. Visit VibesUp.com to learn more today. Yeah, everybody, welcome back. Hey, for more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com. You know, you can sign up for our newsletter. We let you know what the shows are coming up. And uh, don't really bug you about things. So once a week, you'll find out what our lineup is, what the message of the week is. Uh, pretty soon, I would say in about two weeks, we're going to have a special app for you. So you can receive messages from our guests that come on the show, from our host, keep you plugged in to make this the best year ever. Dr. Mark Mancola knows a lot about making this the best year ever. You know, today, for those of you out there, uh, we're talking about his latest book, The Whole Health Diet, A Transformational Approach to Weight Loss. Uh, Benny, let's give out our first copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. First caller, 1-800-930-2819. And for those of you out there, we'll make sure you have plenty of information. If you have any questions for us today on the show, please give us a shout and we'll get them to Dr. Mark right live. Or you can come on and ask Dr. Mark it yourself. Um, it's so great to have you here, Dr. Mark. One of the things that um, we said before the break is, you know, this whole idea of metabolism. You know, it is the word that we hear most about. And you and I, during, uh, during the break, were chatting about what we think probably is one of the greatest atrocities in the world of dieting that we've probably seen in a really long time. And misconceptions. You know, the whole idea of let's cut out all fat to boost our metabolism was what I think we were told for, what, 30, 40 years? But you yeah, back in the 70s. Yeah, you have six keys that really talk about the real way to do that. What is metabolism, and what should we know about it? All right, well, metabolism really kind of represents the rate at which our machinery, our body machinery, uh, burns calories and develops muscle and firm tissue. The two major aspects of metabolism, there's anabolic and catabolic. Anabolic means you're building a lot of tight muscle, a lot of strong tissue, fit tissue, if you will. Catabolic means you're basically wasting your valuable muscle, eating up your muscle, and developing belly fat and unhealthy tissue. So you want to be more high, you want to be more elevated in the ratio of catabolic metabolism versus catabolic. The interesting part about that is it's all, it's all performed in the body biochemically through hormones. And again, the hormones are basically programmed through foods. So the more starch, the more sugar, the more Part, uh, the more car fun foods we eat, the more carbohydrates that are comfort foods, the less protein, the less vegetables, uh, the, the worse our programming is. If you eat a lot of bananas and a lot of breads and cereals, you're going to find yourself producing too much catabolic metabolism as opposed to proteins like egg white omelets, protein shakes, uh, chicken, turkey, fish, and beans, a lot of green vegetables. Those kind of those kind of programmings are going to basically increase your anabolic tissue, your tighter tissue, your firmer tissue, your healthier, more vibrant tissue. So again, with the quality of what we eat, not just counting calories, the actual quality of our food determines a lot of our metabolic outcome. 
Yeah. One of the things I was reading is when you're talking about resetting metabolism, you know, I was reading about, you know, the 40-30-30 ratio of protein to carbohydrate to fat. And, you know, this is one of the things you and I were talking about during the break. It was kind of like this never used to be this. I mean, I think what it used to look like, if I remember correctly, was something like 40-70 and no fat or very little fat. And, you know, that does cause, it was 10%, was so small, right? I don't even understand. And that 10% was supposed to supposedly coming from the protein. What was the impact of that non-fat thing? And, you know, even today, we're still pushing the no fat or low fat or minimum fat diet. What is the impact of withholding fat? I think in the the, the 70s, there was such a concern about the sudden fast rise of heart disease. There are many different theories and many different uh, researchers that got caught on the idea that fat was the, was the problem. So it's kind of a carryover into the diet industry, the idea that we had to just cut back all of our fat. Fat became demonized. We didn't have the wherewithal. Again, it's about evolution. I don't think we had the, we didn't have the skills back then. We didn't have the clear understanding about nutrition. We certainly since then have developed a lot of clarifications about qualifying fats. You know, there are good fats, there are bad fats. And I talk a lot, I talk a great deal about that in the book. But I, I think the key here is that good fats help you, help you burn calories. Bad fats, of course, store and they kind of break down your metabolism and increase the catabolic response. You're absolutely right. The key here is this. We go back to the, the word inflammation, which you and, you and I talked about a little bit during the break. Yeah. Inflammation has been, has been found to be responsible for 72% of all disease, including heart disease and cancer, inflammation is no longer just a tennis elbow. So the idea is that foods produce six essential fatty acids. Now, there's some of those fatty acids that are quite problematic. There's no question about that. They increase your weight gain. They kind of slow down your immune system. And there's bad fats. Let's be honest about it. That's some of the saturated fats, some of the uh, highly processed hydrogenated fats, etc. So there are some bad fats we got to take note of. There's no question about that, but they're not all bad. There's some really important fats. We talked about monounsaturated fats being so very important. It's stimulating metabolism and actually governing hormonal uh, balances. You know, the idea you want to balance your hormones, fats are required for that process. I always say that fats are the raw materials from which hormones are manufactured. So your entire metabolic hormonal system requires healthy fats. That's super important. Yeah. One of the things that I I wanted to also talk with you about is this idea of what to do and what not to do. And there are a lot of places in your book that really talks about this. Uh, And one of the things that I was really struck by is common things we do in our society here, right? We snack at nighttime and we snack during the day. And so can you explain a little bit about what the problem is with bedtime snacking. I think most of us know it. But again, this idea of, wow, don't daytime snack either? I always say, I always say that whatever you, whatever you eat at night, you wear in the morning. <laughs> you know, the idea. And there's a great book actually written by Dr. Byron Richards about leptin. L-E-P-T-I-N. Leptin is a very important, very powerful hormone. Only discovered in 1994, but is now thought of as the most powerful regulating hormone in the human body, especially when it comes to metabolism and weight loss and weight gain. So leptin has certain requirements. 
you want to make sure your body has plenty of leptin. Trust me, you'll never lose weight consistently. You'll never get control over the addiction, the compulsions, the attractions if you don't have a balanced level of leptin in your body. Leptin is a huge, huge factor here. And Dr. Richards points out in his wonderful book that leptin is not going to be secreted in the body, not going to be made available biochemically if you, if you snack at night. There's got to be 12 hours between your last bite of dinner and your first bite of breakfast, or you will not produce leptin. And again, you can't get the job done without leptin. So important to kind of take that in, into mind. The, day, the daytime snacking is also something that leptin doesn't like. Leptin doesn't like heavy calorie drag in between meals. It requires an efficiency with which we burn our calories after consuming a meal. So in other words, you have a breakfast at 7.30 in the morning and give yourself a good two or three hours to really break that down with a high level of efficiency as opposed to snacking in the mid-morning. With, you know, most people take a little muffin or something like that or like a cup of coffee with cream and sugar, yeah, maybe even a piece of fruit. So that mid-morning period needs to be an open space. It needs to be allowed, allowance made for efficiency to break down breakfast and lunch between lunch and dinner, the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, this is really learning some new things as we step forward into this. And, you know, there's a there's a, a, a lot to really talk about. Uh, I want to just mention to folks out there, and we're probably going to skip this next break. I'd love to give a copy of the book away, The Whole Health Diet. All you need to do is call in. We'll take the first caller, 1-800-930-2819. I want to ask you, uh, if you don't mind, to talk about this idea that we've now started to use about genetics oh my my mother was heavy oh my grandmother was heavy oh my grand you know this is the idea that wait a minute i have a fate based on my genes what have you discovered about that because we used to think that genes were that was everything yeah there's a gentleman by the name of craig ventor he is the father of the modern human genome he's done more genetic research virtually than anybody on the planet Back in February of 1991, he, he issued a paper, he authored a paper entitled Genetic Determinism Has Been Dead for 25 Years. He says because you only have 30,000 genes, too much has been made of the probability factors. The probability factors are much lower. There's something like 13.3%. So this whole idea that if your grandmother was, and your grandfather was overweight, you're going to be overweight, has been way overplayed. There's no question about that. So here's the other point that i like to make with with regard to genetics, we certainly have learned in recent years that genetics are not hard and fast. You can't change your genes except one-tenth of one percent every 250 generations. You're not about to change your genetic structures. Mm -hmm. But we now know that you can change the process of turning genes on and off, like a, like a, like a light switch. Mm. So you can actually program yourself through thought, through managing your stress with your Tai Chi, to doing things like eating properly, like we're talking about, getting your rest at night, et cetera, et cetera. By taking care of yourself, we found out that you can actually turn on the healthier genes so they're like light switches that get turned on to express positive things as opposed to negative expressions from poor eating and poor caretaking. So yeah. you can actually alter the manner in which our genes express themselves by lifestyle. That's a huge point. Oh, my gosh. You know, we have a fabulous listener. Kim has a question for you. Uh, sure. Kim has just written in. I love this, Kim. Thank you for saying what all of us are really experiencing right now. Uh, Kim says, I'm wondering what Dr. Mancola might have to say about cravings. 
I've been really struggling with an overwhelming sugar craving lately. Raise your hand out there if you're uh, thinking, wow, I'm right there with Kim. This is a great, great question because you and I had not talked about this. But yeah, sugar cravings lately. Can you uh, help Kim out with this? Thanks, Kim. And sure. by the way, Kim, we'll send you a copy of the book. Thanks, Kim, and happy new year to you, Kim. Um, I think chemistry should be thought of as a game of ping pong. It should be thought of as like a yin and yang experience. There's one set of influences that pull to one direction. There's always something to counterbalance instead of knowing what they are. So I think that there's supplements you can buy at your health food store, things like chromium, C-H-R-O-M-I-U-M, chromium. GTF is the one I recommend. So that's chromium, GTF, which means glucose tolerance factor. Those are usually 200 micrograms, 200 MCGs. So you take one out, one after whatever meal uh, you tend to kind of crave prior to. So now be cravings are at night. Take one 200 microgram chromium cap, capsule after dinner or with your dinner. Uh, if you crave in the afternoon, then take one after lunch. There's one other supplement that I recommend called L-glutamine, G-L-U-T-A-M-I-N-E, glutamine. I usually recommend that people take 1,000 milligrams of, gl- of glutamine on an empty stomach to actually curb those cravings. Those two supplements should make a big difference. Also, you know, back to the idea of regulating your leptin, a lot of the research that Dr. Byron Richards produced showed that the people who upregulate their, their leptin levels tend to conquer their, their cravings. Well, and you know, this is really a, something that I think that uh, I want to ask you about. Um, you know, it was thought about that, okay, wait a minute, if you have a sugar craving, it means that your body's missing something. Then that was an old uh, wives' tale, I think. And, and, and then there's the flip side of that is, you know, if you have a sugar craving, maybe it's because, you know, you've eaten quite a bit of sugar. But let's talk about sugar. It's not just about sugar. It's about reading the labels because I was shocked to look at a label this week and I went a little, you know, in Leavenworth, I went a little shopping, looked at a label and the first three ingredients was high fructose corn syrup, then it was corn syrup, then it was something else. But it's not just sugar per se, it's all these other derivatives, isn't it? There are 150 nutritional names for sugar. (laughs) <laughs> and 73% of the sugar in our diet is hidden, hidden by some name that we don't recognize. I think that's your point. Yeah. And it's pretty hard to get out from under it. I think the key here is whole foods as opposed to processed. That's the key. Go well, with the whole foods. Yeah. And so when we're talking about whole foods, let's go through a little bit if we could. And this really leads, it leads to my question that I had for you in the book about what you talk about when you say optimizing calorie burning efficiency with energy, and you talk about this as energy dieting, a matter of energy. And I love that we're now going to this place where we can actually be consciously aware of what we're putting in our body and how we're putting it in our body to be most efficient. What have you discovered about you know, what you reference in the book to energy dieting? I think the most important key is to hold the high starch content down to one serving per day. The Mm. average American consumes four to five high starch servings a day. So the key here is back to this idea of balancing out your metabolism hormonally. That's the real key. We've kind of danced around that a little bit today. That is the key point. The key point is make sure you have plenty of three servings of protein, like four to six ounces of protein at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and four to six ounces of low-starch vegetables two to three times a day. You want to really load up on protein, greens, and low-sugar fruits. 
fruits like berries, apples. You know, when you think about the idea that three-quarters of a cup of blackberries has about eight grams of sugar and about three-quarter cup of grapes have about 28. It's a huge difference between high-sugar fruits and low-sugar fruits. So I'm going to keep the sugar down, keep the starch down. And, again, starches like brown rice, potato, sweet potato, they're fine, provided they don't exceed one serving per day. That's the quickest way to really get your metabolism, I think, energized. Hold those starches and sugars way down. Wow. You know, this is really kind of the idea that most of us, you know, have gotten to know as we step through the world. And, you know, one of the things we're starting to know in healing is that energy is actually can be measured. You talk about the energy guidance system in the book, EGS, and and talk about what that means and talk about how to test for it. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Because I think for most people, we're not sure whether we can do this ourselves or we can do this for another person. But clearly in the book, you are instructing us a little bit to go ahead and do this and see what it see see what shows up. Tell us a little bit about you know what this uh, what this energy guidance system is all about. Well, about twenty years ago, Dr. Andrew Armour at the Heart Math Institute in Boulder City, California did a great deal of research on what's called the cardiac intrinsic ganglia, part of the heart that actually thinks. And it's sort of like our own biofeedback mechanism, kind of part of your body that sort of senses, has sensory awareness and kind of suspects things to be a certain way. Like when you're kind of half asleep at night on the couch, you hear a noise in the other room, you kind of you kind of know that somebody's out there, and you kind of come into the fact that you are aware of the fact. You may be half asleep, but you're still aware. It's a very high sense, sensory perception capability that we put forth to the idea that we have this intuitive ability that comes from that same place. It's called the cardiac intrinsic ganglia. It's, again, part of the heart. It's often referred to as the little brain within the heart. So the idea that we actually think at a heart level is really an important part of this. So I've actually turned that into a part of a biofeedback exercise that helps people tap into which foods are the most beneficial for weight loss for them. And, again, it's an individual process. That's the key, is that it's not a one-size-fits-all process. Right. So I say, Dr. Pat and I are standing in her kitchen, and I ask her to raise up her left arm about shoulder's height, close her eyes, and we ask her, ask her to point to her thyroid with her left hand and put a little bit of pressure on her throat where the thyroid gland is, which is your metabolic regulator, and actually hold foods like apples, peaches, pears, plums, broccoli, grapefruit, potatoes, chicken, turkey, fish, whatever. You just take a food out of the refrigerator, out of the cabinet, hold it close to your body, and check your muscle resistance. If your muscle resistance is strong, it's a positive response. If it's weak and it's decidedly sensitive, there's a food you want to avoid. There's many different ways to perform it, but that's the simple reality that our bodies are perceptive at an energetic level, not just at a thought level, not just at a brain or an intellectual level. We think with our minds in ways far beyond just logic. You know, one of the things that I've heard and heard it recently is um, we don't eat enough. We don't eat enough. I heard that. And I wanted to ask you about it um, because there is this idea that people are monitoring what they eat. Now, what what is this? There's a huge percentage of people now that have Fitbits. They're watching their calories and their steps. And so there's this idea I've got to watch what I'm eating. And so some folks think we're not quite eating enough and what we're eating is not really doing what our body needs it to do. What's your view on that? Are we eating enough? You know, America has this real strong affinity for 
different expressions of what I call dysfunctionalism. And I think dysfunctionalism <laughs> is characterized by too much and not enough. Yes. There's always one extreme followed by the other. So I think so many people that are clinically obese and so many people that are just overeating and overconsuming the wrong kind of foods, there's an equal number of people, as you point out, that are just kind of too obsessive, compulsive about eating and don't eat enough. And I think those both extremes are representative of a kind of similar dysfunctional approach that's expressed very opposite extremes, but uh, not that dissimilar. Well, I mean, this is really, you know, what we've come to know is one extreme or the next. But I love what you've done here in writing this book. You know, you've given us an opportunity to look at a system as the body is, you know, a system of how to approach an optimal state of being. You know, I think at one point you referred to the metabolic, you know, machinery. But here we are, Balancing metabolism with energy medicine. And this is really what this is about, isn't it? You know, I mean, you if you really on... think that yeah, it's yeah. Really, it, is, it is. And if you really think about what the, the book's primary differential is really all about, the thing that makes this book different from any other dietary book or any other dietary process known to man is that we're, we're individualizing these foods. In other words, we're teaching you in the book how to sit down with a loved one and to muscle test energetically biofeedback and a biofeedback method to, to hook into those foods that are the most beneficial for you energetically to help you lose weight to become the most efficient nutritional plan you can put together and to stay away from those foods likewise that are negative and that have the ability to uh, create a drag on your metabolism so we know that generically things like apples and things like broccoli are good for you but what if what if somebody what if somebody doesn't know that they're sensitive to broccoli or apples we were giving them tools in this book to actually decide how, how sensitive they may be to a given food that's uh, thought of as a potentially healthy, wonderful, uh, vibrant food that's, in, in your specific case, not, not the case. So it's really a matter of individualizing. It's not a one-size-fits-all process. And that's really the key to this book is that it focuses on energetic properties that are based on years of research combined with Chinese medicine and taps into the fact that foods are energetic either in your favor or out of your favor and it gives you a way to determine that that's the key it gives you a compass wow thank you so very much for today and thank you for all that you're doing i again let folks know your website and one last question what's your personal message for today what would you like to leave us with the website is actually maxhealing.com one word m-a-x maxhealing.com my, my final words would be that there is so much more to each and every person listening today than they're aware of in most cases. I know most people are kind of minimized in so many different ways. They're caught up in their stress. They're caught up in the cultural message that they're not magical. My message is just the opposite. My message is that you are magical in ways beyond your ability to comprehend it. And there's a magic in you. There's a profound treasure that's waiting to be discovered and for you to really effort that whole process of expanding your, your being. And I think the key is Deep down in your core, you're waiting to, waiting to be explored by you. Wow, I love it. Dr. Mark, thank you so much, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Dr. Pat. Great to be on. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Fabulous book, everybody, The Whole Health Diet. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with The Dr. Pat Show.
swim again.